Hi, friends. Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I am very excited and very honored to be having our next guest on the show. I think that she's an amazing inspiration, and she's actually someone that I've witnessed speaking in person. And I went to an event and watched her speak. It was actually a client event of ours. And I don't think I've ever seen somebody move a room the way that she did. Um, Her story is not only inspiring, but she just has this way with people that just makes you, makes your heart just, just love her. And just honestly, she has such a sweet soul and such a, has such an outlook on life that is just so refreshing and beautiful. Yeah. You guys have, may have also seen her on The Bachelor. So I'm super excited to welcome on Tenley Molson. She has been featured on The Bachelor, The Wings of Love, The Bachelor Pad, and even Bachelor in Paradise. She, fun fact, I actually, Actually didn't know this, but she actually danced and performed in Disney in Anaheim and Japan. She was the lead role of Ariel. So I thought that was pretty fun. I was doing a little research on her, but Tenley's story really kind of just moved me since I spoke with her at the event. And I wanted to have her on the show because I loved hearing her kind of speak about her time with The Bachelor and how she kind of created her own business out of her own influence. And now just kind of seeing what she's up to and doing and the way that she's really impacting her community. Like I said, I'm very inspired by her. She has such a sweet, sweet story and just positive attitude. And she's just somebody that brings such a refreshing outlook on life and I'm excited for us to dive in. So let's get right to it. Under the Influence podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. Hi guys and welcome back to the show. Today I have, I mean, my personal friend almost, Ten Lee Molson. And I've just been watching you from afar and we kind of connected at an event and I just adore you. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. And, you know, you were at this event and you spoke and you shared your story. And I don't think I've ever seen a crowd so moved, especially mm-hmm. at an event that I helped kind of, you know, navigate. So it was really cool hearing your story. And now I feel like you're just like this San Diego like icon. Wow. (laughs) And I'm so excited to, you know, hear your story (laughs) and share it with our listeners. And yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for that intro. Yeah, I had to fangirl a little bit. (laughs) The feeling is mutual, though, to be able to just sit down with you. So I'm really excited. And thanks for even thinking such nice things about me. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, so tell us, I want to give a little bit of background. You were on The Bachelor. And remind us what or what season it was. So season fourteen, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know what season they'll be going into next. But um, Jake Pavelka's season, yes. he was the pilot. And okay, um, that's right. And maybe we'll have another Bachelor that's pilot coming up. Yeah. I don't know, but Jake Pavelka's and I was the runner up. 
so that was my first of three shows. That's incredible. It, yeah, and that was a long time ago now. <laughs> wow. So you've gone, but from The Bachelor, you've also created something, you know, from your audience that you've built mm-hmm. and you created this amazing health coach business. I, yeah, it's been, and it's been 10 years in the making to where I am today and even still striving and trying to create, I guess, and, and figure out what that is as everything continues to evolve. Because I just realized as I was driving down here to sit down with you is that 10 years ago when, well, almost 10 years ago, um, when that season aired, that first one I did, which is so wild. I, I, I'm I feel like that's wrong, but it's true that it's been 10 years since that first season. And, um, but in a, in a way, like I've been building kind of a platform Mm -hmm. for that many years and just kind of following along with what's been going on out there. And then it has become, you know, I, I, I went down a road and we can jump into it, but like, I just went down this journey and then all of a sudden found myself like really diving into something I was incredibly passionate about with yeah. nutrition and my own health. And tell us about this journey because okay. I'm going to go there anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's where, well, that's where everything began. I'm just going to kind of back up with even the bachelor. Yeah. So coming out of the bachelor, all of a sudden and Instagram did not exist quite yet. I think it was very, or yeah, maybe it had kind of existed. I think it was like around, but it was still in that very like startup phase where they were still like onboarding and people were kind of like, "Eh." everyone was still so in love with Facebook. Yes. Facebook and Twitter. Twitter was huge. Twitter was so huge because I was actually then all, I think the sponsored posts and stuff were kind of just beginning and being dabbled at because yeah. I remember being asked to do stuff through Twitter and through Facebook. So funny. So wild. To and, and Instagram, I know that my first post was a picture of gluten-free cinnamon raisin toast with butter <laughs> melting on it with a really, what I thought, cool filter. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so around that time, um, coming out of the show, um, I was starting to be invited and asked to do um, – some different things and even through YouTube and stuff for, uh, it was a brand called what paint and, um, it was kind of like a gossip thing, like bustle is. Okay. And, yeah. And, and they might have been one in the same at one point, but, um, forgive me if I'm really wrong, but, <laughs> um, and, and it just kind of grew into this. Like I realized I had a voice. I've used Twitter, I used Facebook. I had this following, I mean, minimal to what followings look like these days coming out of those shows. But I realized that I had this, this platform of voice and yeah. influence and um, started sharing just my life um, and wh- wherever it was available or whatever I could or whatever I felt like sharing and um, kind of been doing that since day one. And then uh, I started going down a journey of figuring out my own health um, issues I had been dealing with from the day I was born. Yeah. Um, and that was even another journey, but it came right before the bachelor. I had realized that all that time had been gluten. Um, yeah, for all those years after many of doctors visits and tests and all kinds of things, I'd been tested for everything. Um, mostly that a doctor knew how to test me and, um, they're looking for any, 
any kind of resolve or any treatment that they could give yeah. me. Um, but I was always turned away with like, you have IBS and just, and it was so funny because <laughs> I came in here today and just full transparency, but I was, I've been having stomach troubles and it's the most frustrating thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. When you go in, I mean, I went into the ER and they're like, yeah, well, I don't know. We just, there's nothing wrong with you. Everything's fine. And it's like, no, wait a minute. I don't feel right. I know my body. What's happening? So for you to like be able to take years and years and years of that and then figure out what it was and solve it and then share it with everyone was like massive. I mean, that's so special. Well, it was a lot of years for sure. And I'm so sorry that you're even dealing <laughs> with that because I can totally just, my heart goes out to you. you relate. I've been to the ER, I've been to the ER plenty of times and dismissed and said like, yeah. there's nothing we can do for you. And just really, truly still today, I believe that that is BS. I believe there. And mm-hmm. I want to help. Like hopefully <laughs> if, if it's not me, I want to help you find somebody who can help you figure out what's going on with your, because yeah. you shouldn't have to live like that. Yeah, it's rough. So it unraveled to where I found out that I I was going through a big life change and, you know, a good challenge was good at that time anyway. And I found, read a book my mom had given me and said, you know, I know you've been tested for pretty much every food allergy. They were testing for allergies more commonly back then than a food sensitivity, which is very different. Can you kind of break those two down just for our listeners that maybe are just like not, they're kind of listening to this for the first time? Well, allergen tests can be done so differently. You know, there's been like a scratch test or um, I'm I'm more unfamiliar with those now because those are um, more common probably in a medical field, but then um, using, um, you're, you're going to, with food sensitivities, you're testing your antibodies and how they react to a food. And it, it, it shows up very differently also. And a lot of us are actually sensitive, unfortunately, because of what we take on as a society, what's in our foods, what even is in our daily lifestyles and just the things in the air, even in our water or what it doesn't have or does have. All of these things have kind of just really wreaked havoc on our gut and and I call our gut, our second brain. Um, But anyway, Going back to testing your antibodies, um, there's a lot of people walking around on a daily basis with actually incredible inflammation or other things going on. We have we see a lot of autoimmune diagnoses now, and we're like, why are we just seeing them? But there are more of them. Finally, we're starting to look at things that not necessarily medicine can um, can fix, but lifestyle can fix. Okay. So um, food sensitivity wise, like somebody could be having skin issues or headaches or even just an inflammation they don't even know their body's going under until one day it hits and you know um and there's just so many things going on so uh that's a little bit of the difference and um being able to really source that out and um so I finally read a book about going gluten-free and somebody's misdiagnosis or undiagnosis of years years and years it's like okay I guess I should try it like try it so again, going through this big life change, it was a time for me to go ahead and take on a challenge and I cut gluten out and all of a sudden my whole body was experiencing something I'd never known for the like 20 something years at that point. Like I'd lived so ill constantly mm-hmm. on a daily basis to where even through puberty, it just got worse and, and, um, oh my goodness, it opened up doors to 
really unhealthy relationship with food and body image and control and just trying to figure all of that out because of um, just <laughs> that desire to have control over how I felt and right. the fluctuation of what my body was doing. With Anyway, finally take out the gluten and for first time for a couple of weeks, all of a sudden I was like, I'm not in pain. I don't have this fatigue. I am not crawling in and out of bed. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night thinking that I'm going to die like yeah. with these pains. I'm not running to the restroom. I'm not bent over hoping I can go to the restroom. TMI, but that's yeah. just the way it is. And that's what it's about. And I dealt with that. I was I had headaches. I'd get like stress rashes. I haven't seen those in like, so it's, so I, I went through this life change, went on to the bachelor. I was going through great life changes. Um, but going to the bachelor, I actually had made this lifestyle change. Um, it was very new, didn't have any nutritional background or any, just really any true understanding of what I was doing or what was going on or what that looked like. I mean, I ate marshmallows, um, corn chips, rice, <laughs> crispy, or, no rice checks, like fruit and veggies, obviously like eggs and cheese and just whatever I thought, like whatever I knew. Cause I was very new into what is gluten-free what isn't, but I was right. so concerned. This is while I was filming. I was so concerned to not ever have to feel that way again. Yeah. Especially while filming, um, that I, I stuck to it and then came home and it was, uh, Thanksgiving and I decided like, Oh, I could probably have Thanksgiving meal, a regular Thanksgiving meal. And then I was so sick, like food poisoning that I knew that that was that last day that I would choose to eat gluten. And so then it opened wow. up this door of this huge lifestyle change just can continued to unravel to where after I came out on the show and realized that there was this influence in this platform that I was able to, I was starting to share what I was learning about going gluten-free. Like mm -hmm. again, no nutritional background in any way, but my my interest was starting to kind of just explore and go there. And I think it was, so I started kind of sharing on a blog. I made a blog, um, tenleymolson.com. I still, mm -hmm. that's still what everything is linked to. It's, <laughs> I have a brand name as well, but you can still find me by just going to that. And then, but I just started sharing recipes and then, um, okay. Then I'm going to step into a business side of things. I was, I had been a professional dancer mm -hmm. and for so many years and that was my identity. And I was still like auditioning and had a commercial or two and mm -hmm. had some fun with that still, but that wasn't my bread and butter. And after the bachelor, like I also worked for, um, FITM, Fashion Institute of oh, Design yeah. Merchandising, but in okay. Orange County. Okay. I come down to San Diego every once in a while, <laughs> but I worked in admissions there, but I was also, starting to work for e-news. Oh, wow. And I had this really awesome opportunity that my boss for a while was allowing me to be able to make the most of that. And yeah. then I, so I worked for e-news. I went on to a, the first spinoff the Bachelor franchise ever did, which was called Bachelor Pad. Came the runner up on that. I remember <laughs> that. So weird. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't exist anymore. Well, that's, that was pre-Paradise Days. <laughs> yeah, pre-Paradise. I wow. think that they've cleaned it up really well by now. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I love what they're doing in Paradise, but yeah. it's going to be pretty controversial this year. Oh, I believe it, man. Yeah, <laughs> but it will be entertaining. So, but then I, I started going through... Um, yeah, just again, still exploring this influence that I had, these opportunities I had still with 
a job, but then there was a day that I had to make a choice or my boss didn't really let me make a choice. He's kind of like, Hey, I see great success of you doing this. You can, can continue with that. And the show that I worked for on E actually ended up getting canceled. They did a lot oh, of restructuring. No. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? And I was thankfully had a little bit of, this is before any name, like an influencer existed. Right. And um, so still kind of feel uncomfortable with that word, trying to figure a that out. A lot of what, people do. Yeah, yeah what it yeah. is and stuff. And I don't consider myself like, you know, well, we can talk about that later. But, um, <laughs> but with this place of influence, and I was using Twitter and Facebook, like I said, and then um, I also tone it up was a brand new brand and I linked up with these girls and became friends with them and they used wait with Katrina and Karina yeah no way Katrina named my business wow so but I had no idea about that I mean I've I've been toning up since gosh I think back when they just had like their like YouTube channels and they were just these two cute girls that lived in a but what is it Manhattan, Manhattan Beach? Beach? Yeah. Manhattan and Hermosa. And then yeah. um, so it was crazy because I uh an acquaint or not an acquaintance, a friend of mine had like linked us up because just like, hey guys work together, you guys are interested in the same yeah. things. This was and Katrina or both of them were big fans of the show and Aww. and so we met up and stuff and then built a friendship. But what was really cool is they were so smart so 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 smart in building their brand mm-hmm. and what they're doing today and um that they used to use people of influence again mm-hmm. this is before like influencers quote unquote they would use uh people of influence to share about their nutrition plan wow and so they shared an affiliate link mm-hmm. and i got really good at sharing this affiliate link and was able to survive for a couple months off of sharing about because they believed in everything that they were doing. It was so cool to watch them grow. They were brilliant. Like, um, I don't know if Katrina ever slept and if she ever does because that woman <laughs> is like uh, always in Karina too, but Katrina's just like, she shared so much. She, she invested a lot in kind of mentoring me, which was interesting because I, had this place of influence, but she had this very, very business minded idea. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so I was able to survive off of this affiliate for a couple months, maybe quite a while and share with great passion about these awesome women building this community. And then, so Katrina was like, why aren't you doing this for yourself? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, create, let's rebirth, let's like, Think about more of what you could do with your blog. And she yeah. really encouraged YouTube. And I just wasn't as disciplined and didn't know what I was doing and was just really exploring. And I still feel like I'm kind of in the same seat. Yeah. But, but that's when I, she helped me kind of create this brand. She's like, let's create a brand. So we, um, we I think we we're like on the 405 freeway up north where they are. And um, she's like, sweet and free life. Um, so, which is something I would love to even explore with your wisdom of branding and stuff, (laughs) but, and I don't know if we'll get to talk about it today, but sweet and free life became kind of my lifestyle brand. And then with that, as I started building that, I was like, you know what? I have some free time. I'm still trying to source like who I am, what I'm doing. My great passion right now had become nutrition. 
or at least exploring and learning more about my body over those couple of years. Like my lifestyle was really creating this huge shift. And I just knew that that was, I wanted to be able to back up what I was saying on this blog or this platform Mm-hmm. platforms that I was sharing on. I wanted to be able to back it up and with some knowledge. Yeah. So um I kind of like just kind of put it out there and prayed about it. I was like, okay, what do I do? Like, how do <laughs> how do I begin this? What what comes yeah. next? And then um and then in within three days I met three different women that had gone um to the nutrition school that I ended up enrolling in. Like wow. basically within those three days. Now, this is all that meant is to be direction. Yes, that's that amazing. is clarity, and that's what I should be doing. Quickly dove into that, and then felt more confident about sharing what I even share today. And it helps lead me into half of what I do as a profession now, being a holistic nutrition health coach, and seeing clients and the other businesses that I've built out of that. So. That's kind of all of that in a nutshell. I don't know. No, I mean that's amazing. <laughs> it all is very intertwined with my bachelor journey, my health journey, yeah. my, my uh, searching for purpose and all of that. You know what's kind of funny is I don't know if you ever read Lauren Kennedy Shrugs yeah. blog or kind of follow her, but you guys have a very similar everything's kind of entwined along your journey. Yeah, because she, I remember just something that was very similar is that obviously she went through a horrific tragedy. And, but then yet she was able to have this amazing, amazing, successful blog. And then she met her husband. And then she started this business. And yeah, all of you news. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's, you know, there's these things that happen to us that maybe seem like it's such a tragedy or it's Mm -hmm. such a, journey or process. And then you kind of look down the road a little bit and realize, well, okay, wait a minute. If this thing hadn't happened, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have had all these doors open up. hundred percent. I believe in that completely because (laughs) that's even just like leading down the road or going through that whole journey of even my health to heartache to the bachelor a couple of times. And then even like the people that I met along the way to meeting my husband, like yeah. even all, it's just really crazy how, how, um, yeah. So I'm always looking forward to how is this next season going <laughs> to, you know, I know, I know that there's, there's always, as long as we're putting ourselves in the right direction, there's goodness to come on the other side. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your blog and your health coaching now. Mm-hmm. So now you're actually a health coach. I mean, we sat down and you're like, yeah, I got clients. I'm taking appointments. I'm yeah. busy bee. So tell us a little bit about it. So with my health coaching, I, I work one-on-one with clients and that is probably my greatest, my greatest passion. I feel like I've actually slowed down a little bit in loading up on clients and seeking clients out as I'm trying to even just shift like learn the gears and the area of what's going on, like kind of what's hot right now and, Mm -hmm. and, and sourcing out my passions and stuff. But what I love the most is getting to work with client and watch them make a lifestyle change or heal themselves, just getting to be a part of that. When I also meet with clients, a lot of them say I do it uh, virtually. Yeah. Um, so I'm having clients from Midwest, like East Coast, Canada, Mexico, wherever. And it's so cool because we're breaking myths too. There's a lot of people that we uh, are very 
what's the word? Like we're, we're thirsty for anything that people will tell us. Mm -hmm. And so commercially we're very, um, influenced. Yeah. I, I mean, that's even what an influencer does. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? But, but also like to link my brand, my, myself with brands that I actually <laughs> believe in and want people to be using, but, or would give it my, mm -hmm. my seal of up. approval. Yeah, exactly. Totally. But with my clients, um, I love breaking myths of like what they're thinking a healthy lifestyle looks like. And, um, surprisingly, like most of us, even myself, as I started nutrition school, like my mind was blown about like what real true healthy lifestyles look like. What's like a myth? Like what's like one myth that you're like, this is my favorite one to break oh, to my, people. One of my favorite ones because I love them is carbs. Really? Yeah. I, oh, lay oh it my, on me. Cause I love carbs. Okay. <laughs> so I love carbs, but I feel like most women feel like they are to be, to get skinnier, to be yeah. in there. Like, Bikini bod season is to skip the carbs. Okay. So I feel like, uh, well, what I believe is that if we make some upgrades and eat complex carbohydrates, the right kind, if we can learn what the right kinds are and remove the refined sugar and the refined uh, processed carbs. Okay. That that's all it takes. It's yeah. not avoiding carbs. You can still have like some sweet potato fries yeah. or um, even some gluten-free grains or, you know, just being able to give your body needs that energy. I think that most people, when we skip the carbs, we mm -hmm. end up having cravings in our body and then our body slows down, we get fatigued and then we just go all in. So, um, that is probably one of my greatest like myths to break is like, girl, have the brown rice pasta. Yeah. <laughs> get a brown rice pasta if you really want that or make some zoodles. That zucchini is actually a really good carb, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be needing something else. I feel like yeah. we just go, we, when we deprive, mm -hmm. um, and that's the other thing is like, I am not about restriction. It's about making upgrades and finding oh. like your best life out of what makes your body feel best. I like that you call it making upgrades. Oh, upgrades is my favorite word. <laughs> because most people, they're like, okay, if I'm going to sign up with you for like six month program, how many things are you going to take away? I'm like, well, whatever you want, but I'm not going to take it away. I'm going to show you these upgrades. And hopefully that's going to crowd out the stuff that's not making you feel good. Wow. That's incredible. So that's, that's fun. That's that so, so fun. fun. In that with doing, um, nutrition. I also have a business um, and it's really just kind of a side hustle passion project that uh, with one of my business partners, her name is Emily Potter and she lives up in Montana. Mm -hmm. uh, we met down here though and we have a business called the DIY Cleanse. Um, oh. And right now we've kind of been on like a good summer hiatus and stuff. We take nice breathers as we both have our own practices that we share and you know, lots of energy into that. So just kind of figuring out, but we just both wanted to have this like product that people could come back to and be able to yeah. have it. So the DIY cleanse is a cleanse for people who hate cleansing. It's seven days that. of, um, like a couple days. You're just eating real good foods, making those upgrades, learning with awesome recipes that we give you. And it's called DIY because you do it yourself. We give you everything. We give you the tools. It's like working with a um, a health coach or nutritionist one-on-one, -on -one, um, but in your own time yeah. and, um, kind of the, the, the very basics of what you would get from working with me and you do it in your own kitchen, give you the recipes, like real good meals, like even 
um, spaghetti. But, oh my gosh, I love that. And then they can do it on their own yep, time. Yeah, they do it on their own time. So you can pick, and then three days are juicing and kind of letting your body reset. It takes about three days for our, our guts and our systems to really push that reset button and kind of flush most everything out. That, that can be a whole different subject too, but <laughs> three days is like a good, like a good reset. And then you integrate food again, but you're making those upgrades still. And you're just kind of um, taking a, removing all of the, the scary foods yeah. um, that most of us are affected by, but we don't realize it. Um, and so that's the DIY cleanse. And it's just something that we want people to be able to learn, um, be empowered by, do on their own, and they could do it at any time. But through the DIY cleanse, we created something that was a dream of mine. I didn't even know what this dream would look like, but it's called the Food Freedom Group Wellness Program. Wow. And um, we do it pretty much just once a year with a group of, like an intimate group of women online. And we walk them through six weeks of uh, food freedom and what that looks like. And that looks like so many different things to so many different women. Mm. Um but uh, that right now we actually have it so it's set up and you can you know, at a very discounted price we have like the whole all the materials wow. that you can get it that's online and you can download all the the six weeks of worth of the calls that we did with those women and so um, but but that is that's been really fun um, and, and you call it the food freedom say it one more time group wellness program wow because it you know we work as a group but. I, it can be do it on your own. It's, it doesn't have to be a group. It was just our way of wanting to create a way of being able to reach more women all at once mm. and give them a, mm. a more affordable price than when you do work with like a nutritionist one-on-one, it can be, it's a great investment, but not everybody can necessarily um, afford that over time. So right. we just clumped it all together. Um, they get the DIY cleanse, um, all those materials, the recipes, the mm-hmm. shopping list, and they get education. They're really, and we break down walls. I mean, this is another myth. We break myths and so cool. teach like how to, how to make those changes. So. That's, you know, and it's so funny because I think, you know, like for someone like me, that was, I always kind of like blame my dad, but love him. God love him. <laughs> I've heard some oh. of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I was raised by like a single parent that was also an entrepreneur. And so nutrition wasn't something, honestly, that I even started to realize until I was like out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize the way that food had an impact on my mood or my systems mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so, you know, you don't really know where the first place to look, right? You don't know if, like, am I supposed to talk to a doctor? Am I supposed to go figure, buy cookbooks? Am I, like, what am I supposed to do? And so you try to start educating yourself, and it's almost overwhelming, yeah. right? And then, like you said, there's almost like this, you develop this relationship with, with food where you're like, I don't know what to trust. Right. I don't know where to start. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like you said, too, it's also information overload. You have friends telling you about their dietary needs and about what they're doing. And so I kind of love that. I kind of love that you're like, look, this is for everybody, regardless of the price point. You know, I have it for those that really, really need it and that want coaching, or I have it for women that want to do it themselves and they're just looking for education. I think that's so special. Well, thank you. No, it was a dream, and and we – we want to do it more, but because we're putting both of our schedules together for six months. So now, yeah, it's kind of like more of an evergreen product for people to be able to go ahead and 
um, purchase it on their own to be able to listen to the calls and be a part of it and work yeah. through that. But I'm, um, I just also want to give some credit to your dad, like, and to yourself because <laughs> I, you know, my, my parents, just the way that our lifestyle was growing up and I guess nutrition education was, I mean, they thought, we thought we were eating what It was, was the fried, triangle right? at yeah. school. Yeah. Like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and so. yeah, I think too, you know, there wasn't, I mean, I love, I think that's why I love kind of this generation too, is that we're so in need of so much information 24 yeah. seven that you, you know, we are learning about all these different things that are happening in our bodies and, you know, all these different things mm-hmm. like, you know, gluten and celiac yeah, disease yeah. and things like that, that are yeah. actually real, real, real things. Issues, yeah really, really affecting a lot of us and in so many ways. But, and then also when you said that you started even opening up your mind to right out of college, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe what I'm eating, I didn't get there until like five years ago. And <laughs> I was a couple of years out of college by then. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy, it's, it's crazy how big, like, food and things mm-hmm. that we do just even um our everyday lifestyle really does affect us and I do think we're in like this really cool one we're in San Diego mm-hmm. and we it's such a health-minded community it really is but not every state or community is like no. it is here in San Diego and I feel so grateful for that but like we are also I think this generation is starting to be really curious like you said mm-hmm. of like understanding the bigger picture trying to figure out like okay how can we live without all these illnesses and there's got to be a day where we're not hearing about one um diagnosis after the other like how can we yeah healthy so I'm, yeah. I'm excited for what's to come with um they, like there's a great need for people to be doing um even what I'm doing yeah and just because People need to find those people and, yeah. and, and get that information. But So what is the passion behind all of this? What keeps you driving, you know, running a business and starting your own brand is hard. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even answer that because I think that I'm still trying to figure it out. The passion behind it is uh, just really believing in like that there is a healing and there is a, there's a root cause, there's an answer, there is a better way of life, there is a good life to be lived. I just believe in all of that because I've watched my own story. And now I've been watching clients getting to kind of shift their whole lifestyles and their worlds upside down. That's so incredible. And what a thing to watch, you know, that's very rewarding. And and I have to give them credit. Like I'm there, they're asking me to hold them accountable, teach them, but when they put things into action, that's in their hands. And it's really cool watch. Absolutely. So I do have an interesting question for you. You know, on this podcast, we love talking about influencers and this whole trend of how all of a sudden now there's these people <laughs> that kind of rule our lives, right? Yeah. And one of the way, one of the things I wanted to ask you, cause you're kind of, you know, in this spotlight and you do have a large community that you kind of speak to, you know, on top of your clients, but what ways do you wish brands could be a better influence upon their community? That's a really good question. Let me think about it. I feel like the uh, authenticity mm-hmm. part of what we share. I, I'll even just say, like, for certain brands that I've been like, oh, I would absolutely love to work with you. I totally agree with yeah. everything that you are. 
I would love to share this in my way. And then them being like, totally all, all on you. And then <laughs> I go back to them with my um, verbiage. Hopefully, I, I think transparency is good. And I yeah. think that's where I'm getting. I think transparency is most important as we share brands and as influencers and brands work together, people of influence and brands work together to, to share products. Mm-hmm. But when, when I say, okay, this is what I want to say about your brand in my words and in my yeah. way of telling a story. And then they come back and say, Oh, here's how we would like you to say it. Like, Oh, you told me that. So I think- <laughs> you're like, I, you just gave me full freedom uh-huh. and now you're tweaking everything. Yeah. I mean, I listen, I could, I could jump across that line back and forth. Right. Cause it's a PR scene. Yes. But you have to make sure your brand is being effectively shared. Right. I mean, I, you know, nowadays, I don't know because we, I think again, this kind of talking about this generation, we crave so much authenticity yes. because we grew up in a state where we were constantly being marketed to. Yes. Which not necessarily, like our parents no, had like, like mm-hmm. a taste of it, mm-hmm. but we got the whole, the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. So I think now when you see a brand that's like, just try it, just mm-hmm. try it and come back to me. Let me know your thoughts and then we'll work on a program together. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think like you said, right? Like you're so transparent with your community. Mm -hmm. You're really wanting to talk about all these things where it's like, yeah, they they should 100% be giving you that freedom. Mm -hmm. And I get it. There's certain, you know, there's certain strategy, right? Like using a hashtag. Oh, for sure. I get that. And I'm totally, I'm great with that. I, so I think for brands, it's, it's that. It's that transparency. And by the way, when uh, I do work with a brand, mm-hmm. I make sure that I try the product first. I ask for that unless That's I have amazing. already been a fan of the product. Right. Because I don't, I want my followers to trust me. And, you know, on one side of an ad, like, I don't want to be like, I, I hate that I have to say sometimes this isn't an ad because yeah. <laughs> I just want my tr- followers to trust me and be curious of what, because they're asking me. Yeah. I don't want them to be turned off by me maybe getting paid to share with them something because I'm doing, I'm, I'm helping the full, I'm helping a full circle movement right there. I am answering a question Mm -hmm. and then I am, I'm getting to to do some work and it is work. So people know it's not just, (laughs) I just took a selfie of myself with this and then posted it. No, no, no. There, you know, there's work that goes into it. And then, so I think that just on the brand side is just really just keeping that, hoping that they're working with somebody who wants to try a product yeah. um, before um, sharing about it yeah. and really encouraging that and um, feeling confident in, um, of course, they can approve my words, but not put words in my mouth. Yeah. I don't know if I answered the question. No, you did. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's a great way, you know, again, we're talking kind of from the brand standpoint, you know, we have... We have 7 billion users at our access, at our fingertips, right? On Let's just say Instagram. So you give a brand that power, you know, and again, we talk about social media having now all these mental health side effects Mm -hmm. and all these different things that are arising, right? It hurts. It sucks. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we are eventually going to have to start talking about this responsibility that brands and influencers now have. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think that's totally important. I think again, you know, and I think that's also a great way for a brand to win. For sure. You know, Mm -hmm. is being letting, giving your product to an influencer, letting them truly evaluate it Mm -hmm. and then come back and, you know, release it to their community in the right Mm -hmm. way. There's this one beauty blogger that I follow and I love her because 
she'll straight up write that this thing sucks. Like she'll, <laughs> she'll do reviews on beauty products all day long. And she'll be like, well, I didn't really like it the first time. And you know, they reached out to me, so I'm going to give it a second shot, but I'm just telling you, I didn't like it the first time. And I think I'm not going to like it now. Like, wow. Just, so she's a reviewer. Totally. That is cool. But I trust her. Yeah. I mean, anytime she sure. puts out a product, I'm like, that's inspiring actually. I know. Cause it's gutsy. Yeah. I think in a way I'd be afraid that, uh, future brands that I'd love to work with would be scared to work with me. And I, but I, at the same time, she's building this trust in her community of like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to give you anything that I don't really believe in. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, like there's a way to go about it, right? It's not like I don't work with so-and-so because of X, Y, and Z and you thrash them. Yeah. But I I like it too. And it does. I mean, I totally have this trust for her now. Yeah. You know? I'm very inspired by that. (laughs) I love it. So tell me your best influential tip you could give to our listeners right now. So somebody that's, I mean, come from every different which way of influence. What do you feel like is like the best influence tip? Oh, man. Best influence tip. Well, I I think I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think it's just being you, right? Because like just the platform, whoever you are, whatever type of influence you have over somebody, people are looking to you for something there. So give them the real stuff. So to anybody who is of influence, and that could be to just, you know, your kid or your niece or nephew or yeah. somebody, whatever, whoever is looking up to you, whoever that might be, just be you. I think that that's the, the greatest thing. I don't know. I'm still, like I said, 10 years of this and I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing here? Like, so, <laughs> but I think that that's when I think about what I have figured out, even though I feel like I'm still like, okay, we're shifting. We're going to, we're going to ride this ride or how do I want to do this or whatever? What does this look like to me? I think that really it comes down to just being authentic. I, I heard a podcast of yours today that I was kind of brushing up on mm-hmm. some stuff and one of the podcast gets guests that they didn't like the word authenticity and I've used it like twice and I've been trying <laughs> to figure out why do you not like that word because I think I think it's a I think it's a it's a good word for reality check yeah you know I think I think it's <laughs> this is it's actually really funny because like we joke around right and I call you know I have to in in my industry we call them influencers okay. What that really means is that they're opinion leaders. So opinion leaders. Yes, they're opinion leaders. People go to them for their opinions, for their reviews, right? They're you wouldn't necessarily call them a celebrity. You wouldn't necessarily call them somebody that's, you know, maybe in this specific spotlight or a specific attention, but they have a niche and they have a following. They're an opinion leader. So that's typically that's the true word of an influencer, at least in my opinion. Oh, I love it. It's kind of different. Anyway, so we were talking about it. And when I, I can't remember if it was on that podcast or if it was just a, with a girlfriend of mine. And she's like, everyone uses authenticity, authenticity. You ask them for any tips and they say, be authentic. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because like, that's where you build your yeah. community. And But I think what she was getting at, or one of my, my girlfriend, what she was getting at, she's like, no, I want to know like how many posts a day am I supposed to be posting? Right. Because I think the answer, and this is so true though, is as an influencer, as an opinion leader, it's about you. You are different. It's about mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. It's about the way that you speak and captivate the people that are following mm-hmm. you. So when influencers say just be authentic, I think to people that don't 
maybe necessarily have a brand or a personal brand or are an opinion leader, they're like, well, what does that mean? Break yeah. that down. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's like you said, it's you being you. It's the verbiage. It's mm-hmm. your personality type. It's the way you talk about products and the things you recommend is your passion. And there's so many different things that go into it. I, I like it. And it just made, it just made me think about even how, like your friend asking, like, so how many times am I supposed to post? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's probably <laughs> there's probably a good answer to that, but I try to figure that out. But every time I think about it, I end up like not posting anything because it just it's not authentic. Um, <laughs> but like, no, but and and I think that's also a tip, like to don't to just be able to just show up and actions speak louder than words and all things in their life. And mm-hmm. I think even so on social media mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. That just kind of took me in a little bit of a rabbit hole, but yeah. I can keep going down it. <laughs> no, I love it. So what do you, you know, you have been in this spotlight, you know, as an opinion leader, as an influencer. I think I know. We can we can we can make a shift here. Cool. We can Let's have <laughs> yeah. we can tell everybody that's how you have to yeah. be referred to from now on. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I don't even know if I have much of an opinion. <laughs> it's more like just just Follow along if you want to be along for the journey and take I what, love I, that. what I have to share if you want to take it. No, <laughs> I love it. But as somebody that has been, you know, you know, you have lived in this spotlight being on, you know, a couple different seasons and now you're putting yourself out there with this health coaching. What is one of the biggest struggles that you've seen from putting yourself out there? Ah. Uh, well, first of all, where I thought you were going to go with that question something I that came up with like the hardest part of it I'm just gonna say I just because I know that's not yeah. question you asked but it came to my like my soul is just keeping up I think mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing and um I think in keeping up the keeping up yeah. is like really hard but the hardest thing that I've dealt with is just like oh, other people's opinions of course mm-hmm. But I think the greatest thing is just knowing my own truths and being able to direct myself back to that and Thankfully, I think I've shed a lot of like trolls with where I'm at right now. They'll pop up. There's creepers yeah. out there and there's like whatever. But at um to be able to shake them off and just direct myself back to truth and 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 remember that that's what it's about. Or yeah, you know, and not and not worry about it. That still hurts, but that's the yeah. hardest part, I think, is other people's um and expectations and stuff of even yeah, I don't know. Even just you being you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I totally can't imagine, especially like, you know, you launching your business and doing all these things. I mean, that was one thing that kind of came up when I was thinking about the questions that I wanted to ask you was, you know, everyone has a struggle or a journey, but what do you face, you know, on your day to day? Mm -hmm. And I can totally believe that. Yeah. Thankfully, I feel like most of that has, has shed, but, um, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to say one more thing because it yes. just popped into my mind of what it is. It is also this pedestal, like the uh, the assumption mm. that they, you know, I've given so much of my life and then did that third show doing Paradise um, right before I met my husband. Um, and and the, the way that people have maybe created me in their mind and mm. assumed that is me in one package when there is like, Oh, you guys, I'm still sharing so much of my life, but there is even more of me. Can you believe it? Like I'm sharing like 15 second pieces and 
instead of just giving you every, all of me, but yeah, you don't exactly, I think the assumptions and expectations, I think that is hard. That's, yeah, I can't imagine. So. Well, and I think too, you know, again, like if you think about it from, you know, the other side, you know, we watch our favorite bloggers and we mm-hmm. do, we create this perception in our mind mm-hmm. of this is who they are. This is what we want out of them. You know, they're giving us value. They're giving us content every single day. We meet them in real life and maybe they don't perform the way that we see them mm-hmm. via Instagram. It's it's almost like a letdown, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's this different kind of thing. I remember when I first started working with influencers or opinion leaders, <laughs> bloggers, whatever we want to call them. Um, I noticed a lot of them actually, I, I assumed them to be these networkers. I assumed yeah. them to walk in and command a room. Right. I started realizing that a lot of them, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word antisocial, but we're very different. Uh-huh. It was almost like a switch that they could turn on. Uh-huh. And I can relate to this. Completely. Yes. And it's, <laughs> you know, and actually now, you know, the more and more that I attend events with these personalities, mm-hmm. you see this, you see them come on because they know they're working. They know it's time. Yeah. And this is their personality that they have built in this brand. Mm-hmm. And it is so interesting to watch them because, I mean, a lot of them too, you know, you could feel like they are your best friend. Uh-huh. And I don't want to say that's not that they're because they're being not authentic. There we go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's different. There's something different. It might even be, I, I don't know. I feel like I, most people from growing up in my whole life, maybe it's just <clears> because <throat> I've come into my own more so as years have gone on. And yeah. I just know who I am now. But I've always been thought of as an an extrovert and a need to be mm-hmm. kind of like out I mean, there. Yeah. And I was a performer. I was a dancer and um, mm-hmm. grew up just like being very comfortable with being on. But I feel like over the years too, again, this could be just coming into my own, but over the years as I've done these shows and then continue to share a lot of my life mm-hmm. via social media or a blog or whatever, and just continue to share pieces of me, I feel like I've become even more introverted. Yeah. And it might have to do with how much we share that we yeah. actually have to be able to turn it off sometimes. I totally believe so that. it's really interesting that. That, you, that, I mean, that you're seeing that because I feel like I do that. And then I feel really bummed. Like people think that I'm like, always bubbly and I can't always be that way like I can't and I'm I don't want to be like I don't want to not be real but yeah but but so turning it on and off is is I think we're gonna actually see that more in personalities don't you think because of how much we put on and then Mm -hmm. gotta restore somehow well and I think you know again we're living in this age of you know, everyone used to talk about instant gratification and now it's Uh called information overload because it's just, it's, it's becoming so insanely quick to have anything at your fingertips. Information overload and affirmation, um, uh, gratification. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, so there's actually this, this great song that Ariana Grande put out called fake smile. And I want to say, I want to I mean, I'm a huge, I was like a huge fan of Mac Miller. So when Mac Miller yeah. passed, I like broke my heart. And I want to, I feel like she's singing it about like what she had to deal with after losing him or whatnot. I don't know if that's true, but it's called Fake Smile. And it talks about her trying to leave a party and it talks about her being asked to smile in front of all these people. And she's like, I don't have it in me anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just need, she's like, I love it. Like, I love everyone. I love all you guys. She's like, but I got to go. Like, I got to go 
basically recharge and like get herself out of the situation. And it was kind of like one of those songs where I was listening to it and I was like, wow, this is kind of heavy. Like it was a cute, really fun pop song, but it was like, it just felt like it was like, yeah, like that's gotta be really hard. Yeah. I can't even imagine the pressure like at that level either. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, and again, just, you know, being on social media all the time, like I laugh all the time because I think every weekend I feel like I'm never on my phone. I feel like I'm off doing something with my boyfriend or we're just going around or whatever. And I always laugh because my insights drop almost over 75%. Oh, for sure. And everything. And I'm like, you know, that is literally the most terrible system and algorithm. Like you're encouraged. It's encouraging. Yeah, yeah, I do not want, like, by the time I have children, I do not want them to have these <laughs> pressures at all. Yeah. But, like, because it's part of our business and, and about our our livelihood, mm-hmm. like, even just keeping up with that, um, the, the, there's something that could be even fixed there so that we don't have so, many, so much pressure so that our lives don't depend on it. But that's also how they're making money, too. I know. So, I know I struggle with that as well. And, um, and this last weekend we had some devastating, uh, something devastating happen in our community here in San Diego with, um, the loss of three, three fabulous women. And, um, I just was like, this feels weird. Like I can't, can't post. Like I just, and it, and sometimes I think you just, there's times to just like, I loved hearing your, you and your boyfriend, like that you take your weekends off kind Mm -hmm. of, and maybe not intentionally, but like that you just, that you get to be a little bit more present. I think that that, I mean, these very devastating moments that take place and there's a lot of tragedy going on around yeah. the United States right now and sadness and just like life is precious and to be able to be present. You don't want to ever think that like you missed a moment because of Instagram. No. Right? So there's a lot going on there with the pressure of keeping up and with even just like the allowance of um, being real and being able to turn it off and um, be yourself in, yeah. at all times. So I um, love that so much. Well, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> uh, there's so much going on. And, you know, I, I asked this question and I feel like I can already hear your answer kind of formulating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every time I ask the question of where do you see social media going, everyone says nowhere. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if social media is not going nowhere, then why are we constantly, like you said, trying to keep up so quick, so much, so hard. And, you know, it is different for you. It is different for personal brands and people out there that are making money off it. But it's also, you know, there's needs to be some sort of balance too. There needs to be a little bit of take back. And it's just, it's just such an interesting time right now that we live in. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going anywhere. I definitely think we're just going to continue <laughs> to watch it evolve, but I hope that, I hope because you mentioned the mental health and I hope that it evolves in a way that I still think it's kind of so new to us, but I hope that it kind of dies off in like this thing that we use mm-hmm. as a great tool and that it goes back to being just a great tool. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's a pressure. I and, think it will. It, it kind of dem- it demands a lot. I mean, listen, you can't change the algorithm that many times and not expect people to revolt. So, oh my gosh. whatever, <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. Oh, I, dude, I get, I get really quick. It's like, okay, I get you Instagram because you want, 
you you want a you see that a brand might be paying me, so you uh-huh. want me to pay you, so everybody else sees. I it. get but it. Whatever the people who are gonna see this are gonna see be the ones that need to see this post. But also, like, no, like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, I'm done. Like, I I felt so. We have I won't name any names, but there there may or may not have been an account that we may or may not have managed at one point. And they had purchased what I'm assuming were ghost accounts or followers. Okay. I get it. Everyone, you know what? You're starting a business. I get it. Everyone goes there. It actually happens more frequently than you would believe. And Instagram blocked their account for like five days. That's actually really smart of Instagram, right? It was, it was kind of smart, but it was also like, we had been handed this account way after, (laughs) it was in my hands, way after they had purchased these fake followers and it just kind of was a moment of like I get it but like stop just relax (laughs) people want to be sitting at some fake amount of followers and have zero engagement let them yeah let them figure it out they will figure it out figure out another way to make money off them (laughs) (laughs) that sucks to be in your shoes and Oh man! Oh, I I I, 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 I do a I do a tap dance every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's talent too. Oh no, you're so sweet. Okay, so let's move into some rapid fire. This is my favorite part. So, who is your favorite, or who has the best Instagram to stalk? Oh, I'm not a good Instagram stalker. There's, I mean, basically everybody <laughs> who I follow, like, well, you know who I've been like lately just fascinated with how she runs things because I feel mm-hmm. like she juggles a lot is Ali Fedotowski. She was the bachelor. And it's so I think that I'm also just intrigued, like, okay, she's had this longevity as well. And she's still growing and making something out of it. And she's a mom mm-hmm. and a wife and is still working in the industry. And, um, you know, and, and I'm, I've been fascinated and do find myself not, I uh, wish I had like, yeah, that's that's the answer. Like I the juggle of, and I just, kind of like am just so intrigued by how she juggles right now. I think we're all just intrigued by certain things on Instagram. Yeah, and certain or people. how she can even keep up with her like aesthetic and stuff. I'm just just in admiration <laughs> of that. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's okay. too much pressure. <laughs> what about your go-to self-love or wellness practice? Oh, well, uh, there's like a million that oh, I do because yes. this is basically what like I do for a living and um, get to help others kind of figure out theirs. But, Give us um, like your top three. Okay. Um, my morning routine, obviously, or for me is actually probably my greatest like wellness practice because there's so much tucked into that. But I actually am a very healthier version of myself, um, not just uh, healthy uh body healthy but like spiritually healthy like centered um self-confident like it's just my my day is a different day when I have everything plugged in that's part of my morning routine um that's something I do work on with clients a lot too is like let's establish this because it starts your whole day or what you know where's the area of your day that you can give yourself you know the most love in in a sense so that's big for me um, so exercise, it falls into the morning routine category, but no matter what morning routine or not, I am always, I love to be active. I love running outside. I love some classes, but yeah, running outside is, um, definitely restorative and just a great time to think. Man, there's a lot. <laughs> I, Cause I like my brain is doing the, like, yeah. which ones do you blurt out? But yeah, let's, let's 
those are few. I feel like running is just such a like human release. Oh yeah, for sure. Or even if you're not a runner, like to just walk and be outdoors. Yeah. Um, especially when you can. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard, I got to ask you, have you heard of this thing? I mean, I think it's literally called grounding, but where you go and stand, yes. Without your shoes on and you go. Somewhere in the earth yeah. and like it, it could be the beach, it could be grass, it could be whatever. I was actually thinking about that, especially because, I mean, I'm from East County, so it's like I walk around barefoot out in yeah. dirt all the time. But, you know, like if you think about it, people that grow up in cities yep. or things like that, yeah. like you really don't ever touch the earth unless you're, it's like. Yeah, um, very purposeful. Yes. Yeah. No, and I, I actually have never really intentionally done any grounding because I think that it kind of happens for me on my daily basis yeah. because I do work from home and I'm stepping outside with my shoes off or whatever yeah. into the grass and like, you know, walking along the beach and getting my toes sandy and in the water or whatever. I see how that would be such a life changer and should be a daily practice, especially for somebody who... You know, mm-hmm. especially for someone like you who grew up with their feet in the dirt and then <laughs> to the city and now you're like walking in the cement jungle, like yeah. still making sure that you have that grounding. I love it. Yeah, yeah I love I, I, I intentionally try it. Oh, I do all the time. I <laughs> oh, like take my so shoes awesome. off and I walk my dogs and I'm like, I'm grounded. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that, I love it. Really cool. Like when, with the intentionality of it, to be able to feel that too. I think you, I think it's like the small things, right? Like they tell you to like notice the breeze, notice the Mm -hmm. sunshine, Mm -hmm. notice these things because it keeps you human. And like we kind of like laugh and tease about it a little bit. But at the end of the day, I mean, those are also small little things, a part of your day where you're like, you know, you took a walk outside Mm -hmm. on a conference call and you realize how freaking beautiful it is Mm -hmm. in San Diego. I think it's so healthy and um, part of nutrition is those primary foods like it, it's yeah. being able to really check in with yourself and give yourself like that that's part of self-care and self-love and being able to it, it changes perspective when you have things that make you create gratitude or that practice of gratitude yeah totally sorry I just realized I was cutting my shirt on my chair <gasps> oh no it's okay it's no but it's a beautiful top <laughs> and does not look cheap R.I.P. <laughs> it's not Bye. it's not done it's free people. I, I oh yeah, I no, love them. Yeah, but I think it'll be. We'll be back to life. <laughs> I it's fine. It's on the backside. No one looks back there anyway. It's fine. Okay, so what about your favorite or go to cocktail? Uh, spicy margarita, which all of the podcasts that I listen to are your guests. They are all of them are spicy margaritas. I think I just attract all the spicy margarita people. I, I just, well, I just think that it's so refreshing and it's, it's so like, good. Like really just. A lot of little spots that I love around here, um, Death by Tequila and Encinitas, they make yeah. quality margaritas that are just so clean. I'm like, can you give me the skinniest version? They're like, can we just use lime juice and a little bit of yeah. honey or what? Yeah. I don't even think they use coffee. They might, but. They probably use uh, Contro. Is that what it is? It's like an orange liqueur. I know this because I religiously follow the Skinny Confidential. Yeah. And <laughs> she uses Contro. Contra, Contra, how are you pronouncing it? Whatever. Instead of an agave, because you're supposed to avoid the agave. I'm not a big fan of agave. It's very processed. But that's the other thing about, like, well, and I'm not knocking that, but some of the other liqueurs and stuff we just don't need, they're actually filled with, like, caramel color and a lot of additives. So I I would believe what Lauren might be onto there. So I'll I'll check it out. But yeah, let me know your thoughts. That might be going on. 
that might be going into those margaritas that I've been drinking, but they I'm going to send you her nice recipe and, and I want to hear your thoughts. Sounds good. Yeah. You try it. <laughs> let me know. Okay. What about, um, your favorite reality TV show? Absolutely. <laughs> I honestly, like, I mean, I have plenty of, um, some junk food TV, but bachelor will always, especially having been a part of it. Yeah. Um, in, and having, I don't know, it's just like, it's, it's a fun thing to always be drawn back to. I love that so much. <laughs> it is. How can you not watch The Bachelor? Even like, I feel like I get really into seasons, but it's like here or there, Same. right? Like I was obsessed with JoJo season. Oh, she's, she's a beauty. She's a smart girl. She's just, I just, how can she's she, got it together. You just can't not yeah, like her. Yeah. And I, Actually, and then I became friends with Robbie because her from her season, and yeah. then I was friends with Robbie for a little bit. I'm still friends with him. Good, good. Yeah, we still work together. But I, but yeah, it's funny. It's it's yeah, you get so into it, and then it's cool too when you meet people from the show. That's mm-hmm. the best part. Especially oh, like I, you. well, and I always feel like um, I have a little bit of that. What's the word? Imposter, like mm-hmm. what's that? Imposter syndrome. Yeah, when when it even comes down to like hang out with bachelor crowd anymore because (laughs) I didn't purposely remove myself but I just had enough other things going on in my life that I didn't need to keep running in it Mm -hmm. does that make sense but then I'm like oh I want to know you because we just you've done something that I know very well what you've just gone through and it's so different and just like let's talk about it but almost feel a little bit weird like I don't belong anymore like Mm -hmm. I'm just on the outside I know. I think that was one thing where I think that's actually how I bonded with Robbie. He came into San Diego to talk with this. I can't remember. I think he's a tech company. Easy to talk to. So easy yeah. to talk to. He's brilliant. Uh-huh. And I, yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny because I always kind of tease him, but I'm like, I don't mind doing business with Robbie because he's very smart. He's, he's just very intuitive. And it's, I remember like, I think I was teasing him about his time on The Bachelor and he got really serious. Yeah, and he was, and he was like, yeah, and he was like, I can't remember, but he was like, I don't, he's like, I don't think you understand. He's like, it really, really is an emotional roller coaster that you go through completely. That's insane. Um, yeah, and 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 it's weird how it does emotionally kind of take you over. And I've done three versions of it and all were very, very different emotional rides. Mm. So wild to even think back to that. But yeah, um, I had a really fun time with Robbie. Actually, we did, um, got to do an appearance in Toronto, Canada. Uh And I had just recently had um, a really bad accident um, with my leg, a surf accident. Oh no. And so I was like hobbling around and he was just so tender and kind. So Mm -hmm. for any of those out there that are trying to figure out who Robbie Hayes is, he is a kind guy. He's hilarious. I love him. He's he's one of he's one of my favorites. Okay, what about uh, some of your favorite podcasts that you're listening to? Well, I enjoy. I've enjoyed catching up <laughs> on some of yours. Like, all of my craziness. I love them, and I'm really obsessed with podcasts right now. And uh, there's so many. How I built this. Yes. Um, I always love finding out what my husband's listening to because he, mm. his little his little his very amazing brain is always spinning, and I'm mm-hmm. so curious because he finds the good stuff, but, um, I love gold digger podcast and a Kutcher. She's amazing. I've been learning a lot. Um, I love podcasts that have different guests so mm-hmm. I can learn new stories and new, um, even just aspects to life or like a perspective because 
yeah. Yeah. The way that I've been influenced as I grew up and as I, the, the things that I put myself around, I love that podcasts allow um, new views yeah. and new stories. Yeah. I podcast, man. I, I don't know how we, I don't know why they're just having a moment. It seems like something that yeah. should have been. Why didn't I do that? You should. You want to launch a podcast? I'll show you. Okay. We'll figure that out. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and who is somebody that's like been your biggest inspiration, either as an influencer, or as a business owner, or both? Um, I'll go back to where I even just like kind of started and say that Katrina like yeah. gave me a great. Well, first of all, they gave me this awesome way to be able to support myself. I don't think I, I really don't know if they expected. I think that they did because she's such a great dreamer and knew exactly what she was doing, but. I didn't expect to get to watch that happen or even to still be what doing what I'm doing today. And without her, without Katrina, like I, I wouldn't have started spinning my wheels in that direction and believing that I could continue to have a place of influence and even like a platform and continue to build that. um, But yeah, so I give her a lot of credit, but, but I will say as I've been exploring over the last couple of years, I'm like way outdated and really ready for a facelift on everything on my website and and my brand and considering letting go of the sweet and free life it will still be somewhat a part of me but um but I do give Katrina a lot of credit to even getting my wheels turning and I love that that. she yeah dude I'm still incredibly inspirational (laughs) all of those girls are yes absolutely I mean it's just it's it's so it's so amazing I mean yeah I look up them to them too I mean, you took a couple really awesome girls that wanted to teach yoga on the beach and built it into an empire. An empire. An empire. So that's been amazing. And I love that you use them because I think they're totally an inspiration. Look at what they've done because, like, I just keep thinking back to when I was new and and people were looking to me on Twitter or Mm -hmm. in a blog post and I was sharing about a nutrition plan that I, I was following. And, and again, this is before I started going into nutrition and had this friendship. And then all of a sudden I was making money and they're building this empire. I just can't get over it. Like, I can't <laughs> get over everything that they've done. So I'm I very grateful that. for that. Absolutely. Well, Tinley, you've been so much fun. I love chatting with you. I always love hearing your story and just listening thank to you, you speak. You're so inspirational and wow, just an amazing <laughs> person. Yeah, I think you're an amazing human being. And there's not a there's not a whole lot of those out here, okay? We're finding the well, that's we're finding the say. you know, the, the diamonds in the rough. So um thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. But we gotta now get down to business. Now we're gonna stomach. talk business. I know. <laughs> gotta, about my stomach. Yeah, about your stomach. <laughs> about yeah, who knows what's going on. But thank you so much for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me.